Y'all, it's here. It's finally here. I have officially launched my first ever online store and I am so excited that I just might burst. ShopCoachKaya.com is officially live and ready for you to explore. I have put together a collection of goodies to help you find joy in your journey of creating a healthy life that you love. Inside the shop, you're going to find things like water bottles, journals, stickers, graphic tees, jewelry, and so much more. These products are really a reflection of who I am as a person. They're motivational, bright, and a little bit ranchy. And the other exciting thing is that all of these designs were almost exclusively watercolor illustrated by yours truly. It has been so much fun to tap back into my creative side and create these products with you all in mind to share a little bit of joy for you to bring home to yourself. I'd love for you to go and check out the store, but before you do, I want to share a special little discount code for my listeners. If you use the code CLIMB10 at checkout at shopcoachkayat.com, you will receive 10% off your first order. Happy shopping! Hello, friends, and welcome back to the show. We are going to have a very special guest on the podcast today, and it's going to be a little bit different than normal. Um, I'm actually bringing on a family member today to introduce you to, and her name is Lily Brander. Lily is my youngest first cousin. She is 14 and just started high school. And I wanted to bring Lily on the podcast because Honestly, I think it would be so interesting to be able to go back in time and have a conversation with my own 14-year-old self, and that's kind of what this conversation felt like in a way. You know, what is it that I wish I would have known going into my freshman year? What is it that I was struggling with? What is it that young girls right now are struggling with and facing, and how can we all learn from it and grow a little bit stronger through that process? You know, even if you maybe aren't a parent to someone who's a teenager, or even if you are like, okay, what what am I going to learn from an episode with a high school student? Y'all, what I've come to realize is that the things that we struggle with when we're in high school, you know, I think there's a lot of growing that we do when we're young. And yes, we do outgrow some of these things, but it's also fascinating to, to realize that sometimes the things we struggle with in high school, we still struggle with when we're adults. The struggles just look different. We not, we might not be comparing ourselves to the kids we go to school with, but that doesn't mean we don't still struggle with comparison and body image and other issues as well. So I think that this episode is going to be really, really insightful for parents of teenagers, but also for really anybody who can relate to the things that we discuss. We're going to talk about um, how to stay true to yourself. We're going to talk about navigating social media and doing so in a healthy way. And man, just, you know, I I come from the generation, I feel like one of the, the last generations to know what life was like before the internet. But kids today don't have any any experience of the world without social media. And we talk about that. We talk about body image and insecurities. And I just really, really cherish this conversation that I have with my sweet cousin, Lily. She may only be 14, but hands down, she is a huge inspiration to me. And I'm just so proud of the woman she becomes. And I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. 
Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. All right, Lily, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, what I want us to do first is I would like you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Who is Lily Brander? Okay, uh, hello, my name is Lily Brander. I'm 13, but I'll be 14 in August, so it's coming up. I'm like a few days away from starting my first year of high school, and I'm, I'm a little nervous about that, but I'm also really excited. So exciting. Okay, there's so many things that are coming up for you that I want to talk more about. So you're going to be 14. What is it like right now? Like, how, how do you feel about like the way that you dress or wearing makeup? Or what do you think like a lot of the girls at your school, like how do they feel about themselves? And do they put a lot of weight into how they look? Or like, tell me kind of about what that's like at your school. So it's, I mean, it's kind of different for me because I don't dress like the average teenager. I dress like a rancher in my boot cut jeans and like a t-shirt. But like, I know a lot of girls at my school, like they wake up or I I, used, I have a friend who like gets up at five, like 6am every morning, even though they like live close to school, just so they can spend the time like getting their outfit all set out, get make sure it's all clean. So then they so then they can blow dry their hair and then straighten it and then curl it. And like they go into it like every morning. So I know that like matters to some people. And then they spend a lot of time doing their makeup. And while me, I enjoy getting my sleep more than I enjoy how I look in the morning. So I'll just like grab the first pair of jeans out of my closet, like a t-shirt. And then if I have like, I might do like a little concealer on my face and then I'll usually just throw it in a messy bun. I like that. You're kind of like, some of my friends like to get all dolled up, more power to them, but I prioritize sleep. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly where I'm at. Why do you think that some of the girls that you're friends with, or maybe even yourself when you feel like wearing makeup, do you think it's because they like the way it makes them feel or look, or do you think that it's more for like what they want other people to perceive them as, or is it a bit of both you think? It's a, I think it's a bit of both. Like some people do it like for themselves, like, oh, I just want to look cute for myself, but then others will do it for like either their friends or like to show or like they'll do it for a guy they like and they'll be like oh well I'm gonna get all fancy so then he notices me I don't see the point in that so I I don't really understand it but I'll more power to him for getting all dolled up in the morning you know I'm thinking back to like me in high school and and I feel like I was I was a lot like you Lily in that I feel like I wore a lot of like ranchy clothes (laughs) like um but I feel like I would I would wear you know, I don't know. I try to, I try to wear some trendy things or sometimes I do my hair and makeup, but not all the time. But thinking back, I'm like wondering in high school, like what, what did I get dressed up for and what was it for? And I think part of it was like, yes, I did it for myself. Cause I liked the way it made me feel like it was fun to put on makeup. But I think there was like this element of like wanting to fit in or wanting to like feel as pretty as the other girls I went to school with a little bit, you know? Yeah, I, I've definitely had that where like, I want to fit like, I just like, I don't, I don't wear everything they wear, but like, maybe I can get a few things just so I can feel more like on trend. But then the thing about that is there's, there's so many other kids, like so many other Aggie kids that I go to school with, where like, we end up making our own trend. Like, in our yearbook, they have like a trend page every year and bootcut jeans made the trend page. 
Yes, girl. I love that. You little trendsetter, you. So how do you, how do you stay true to yourself, Lily? I don't know. Well, it is kind of hard because I've been to like the point where I'm like, oh, well, like I show up to school in t-shirts and jeans. And then like these other girls like are all like, they got their makeup and their hair's done nicely. But then I realized like, I mean, I could do that if I wanted to, but like my friends aren't friends with me because I dress up nice every day and have curled hair with a a bunch of makeup on. They're friends with me because they enjoy hanging out with me. So then I just think about like, how like why my friends are friends with me and then I also think about it because I have so many little cousins like I don't want them to ever feel like they have to be someone they're not just because it'll make them more popular or have or get them to be higher on the status it's like I want them to be themselves so then so I I try to act as much as myself so then my little cousins have something good to look up to and not something that will make them feel down on themselves oh my gosh Lily I'm like tearing up that is the sweetest thing ever. You are what well, I would say, I would describe you as being someone who is like very mature um, for your age. And I just think that it's so cool right now. And just getting to see you with like my little nieces, they just love you and look up to you so much. And for you to have that wisdom already and like recognize the way that you act, like how you showing up for yourself not only impacts like the people that you're around, but also influences like the younger generation that is looking up to you. Like you're that older kid to some people, you know, and they're looking at you to see how you act and seeing, seeing like, oh my gosh, look at Lily. She can confidently show up in her jeans and her t-shirt and like be her silly self. And like, that's what makes her so special to me. I want to be like that too. Like that is so powerful, Lily. I I always try to like stay myself. Like I, I've had a few times where I'll be like, oh yeah, like that's so cool. And I'm like, that was so dumb. Like, I don't even know why I was laughing about that. I went through a thing in middle school where like I had an older kid picking on me and I was like, that sucks. Like no one wants to go through that. So then you always got to like think about how the actions you have will influence other people. Totally. Okay. I want to talk about that. I wanted to ask you like, what do you think is the reason why people pick on other kids? I mean, a lot of people say it, but I really, I think it's true is like, they're feeling down on themselves about something. So instead of like dealing with what they're feeling, they just take it on on someone else. Oh my gosh, totally. And I know that being a kid, it's hard to remember that and like not take things so personally, like as a personal attack. But I think having that knowledge and recognizing that is, is super powerful because, you know, there's that phrase that goes around of like hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we can become, you know, and it's hard to have compassion for someone that's being really mean to you, but I almost feel like if we, if we can recognize that and have this like compassionate curiosity towards other people that are mean and not saying that we just like let them continue to be mean without consequences necessarily, but recognizing like, oh my gosh, she has was so mean to me. She really hurt my feelings. And then thinking, I wonder what's going on in her life. Like, I wonder how she's hurting that is inspiring her to hurt other people that haven't done anything to her. And it almost like allows you to be a little bit more compassionate to those people to recognize that like, okay, it's not about me. There's nothing that I did to like warrant this. I didn't deserve this, but it's really more about that person and whatever it is that they're going through. What is it like right now? Like, what would you say it's like at your age being a girl in general? You know, I think that we live, we're currently in this like 
age of women empowerment and feminism and girls can do anything. And I think that that narrative kind of changes with generations. Like I think thinking about our grandma um, and what it was like growing up as a woman when she was young versus what it's like growing up as a woman now, what is it like being a young girl? Do you ever feel like there's any disadvantages to being a girl? Do you ever feel like you're treated differently for being a girl? Or do you feel like things have changed probably since our grandma was young? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of things have changed, but like, there's some things where like being a girl, like if, if people like look down on, like not really look down on you, but think you're like less cause you're a girl. I like, you get to prove them wrong. And then they're like, Oh, sorry, I was wrong. It's kind of hard because like I said, like being a girl in this, like the years now is difficult because like everyone's different. There's like so many different like people, like so many different ways, like not ways, but like so many different, like clicks kind of like that the girls are in so like uh, you said you got to like figure out who you want to be and like who you want to be friends with and who you want to hang out with so it's it's mm-hmm. kind of hard being now because there is still like looking online and seeing like how like if I'm on TikTok or something and like they're scrolling and you'll see like these girls who are like doing all these dances and you're like oh well that's not me so like I like you don't compare yourself to them but it's like hard because with everything online, like there's so many things that are fake about it. It's like everyone puts a filter over it. So, you know, it's not real. Mm-hmm. So like, that's hard to think about now because like, you don't want it because girls compare themselves to like people they see online, but then they don't realize that the people, like some of the people they see online aren't real. Okay. I want to talk more about this online culture because when I was your age, we had, I guess we had MySpace was the thing. <laughs> and like, I did grow up uh, I think they people say that like the millennials are the last generation to know what life was like before the internet, but you have never known a world without the internet. And so you've grown up in this age of social media, like you're a freshman and TikTok is like the king of your generation. And so I'm curious, you know, you're talking about this online thing. Tell me what it's like being, tell me about your, your relationship with social media, how like you might think it's a good thing, how it might be a bad thing. Um, and just what it's like to live in this 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 age where like so many of your connections of, of people your age are are made online. So the first social media I ever got was Snapchat. And that was like the end of seventh grade that I got that. And I barely used it. One of my friends like, oh, you got to do it. Because I remember I used to always do like the like animal filters on there or like just the fun filters whenever my cousins were around and had it. So then I use it way too much now, but it's just cause like me and my friends will just send pictures back and forth and they don't like get saved or like you can save them, but it's just, you send them back and forth. So like that one's good. Cause it's only with like your friends. It's not like random people. And then mm-hmm. they have, I got Instagram and that's more of like, you get to see like other people, you get to see more of other people's lives that like post about it. And I, I know I have people, I like, I follow people on my Instagram who are like my age. And then the stuff they're posting is like, stuff I would never think to ever post just like random pictures and you're like oh well that's fun but then sometimes you go on like the big one and you see like other people like these like I would say like models and they're just you're just like oh my friend's sending me and like oh look at this I was like yeah but I like I don't really follow people like that where um where it's more like oh like they're so like amazing that like I gotta try to compare myself to them people on it the more people I follow on Instagram are like clothing brands or uh, I have followed a few of like I follow a lot of my friends and then the clothing brands and then there's a few like sports people I follow which is fun mm-hmm. and then I have TikTok which is mostly I spend way too much time on that too 
What is the way, like you mentioned that, you know, maybe some of your friends or other people your age, I think a lot of them struggle with knowing what's real and what's not real and struggle with this comparison thing, especially in social media. And I don't even think it's unique necessarily just to people your age. Like I know personally for myself, sometimes I find myself struggling with comparing myself to other people and not necessarily for me comparing myself to other people's like bodies. I would have when I was younger, I think, but more of like a comparing how I'm showing up as like a business owner to like other business owners. And like, you know, I think it's part of human nature. We find this comparison trap. It can happen a lot. And so I'm, I'm curious for you, Lily, how do you kind of like keep yourself grounded so that you don't fall into that, that trap of comparing yourself or getting kind of lost in the feed? Well, I all get that sometimes where I like see something and be like, oh, wow. Like, or like they do something you're like, wow, they did that thing. They did like that way better than I ever could. So that's hard to think about. But then like sometimes like it can be good where like if they did like some certain thing like in volleyball and like, oh, well, that'd be super cool to learn. So like I'll spend time like trying to learn that. And even if I can't get it, I'll just be like, oh, well, that was fun to try. But like falling down like that rabbit hole of the whole comparing yourself, it's really it's, it's hard being a teenager and then just having so much of it. But I just, if I have like, if there's something that I'm like constantly thinking about, like I'll ask my friends, I'll be like, so I saw this and like, what do you think? And they'll just be like, I don't know why you like went down that. Like you're like, you're yourself. And we like that more than whatever, like everything, everyone else did. So like, that's a good way to keep me out of it. Like talking about it with other people. Yeah. I think that's great because I think a lot of us just we might be struggling with things or having that comparison or just like these negative thoughts on loop in our head. And I think talking about it out loud with people that you love can be a really helpful way to process it and kind of like reground yourself, regroup yourself. Another thing that that has worked really well for me in general is journaling too. It's like having a best friend that I can write to every morning, but it's just myself. And that also is a way that, that kind of helps ground me too. So I think it's good that you've kind of got some of these skills, but I can imagine especially like, I don't know. I mean, I think social media is already pretty big when I was younger, but like it is on a whole nother level right now for kids your age. And so I would imagine that that's probably something a lot of other kids struggle with. Do you see like your other friends and kids at your school struggling with social media or having it be like a harmful place for them? Yeah, there's definitely a few, but like, I mean, they don't really, I have a few friends that like they see something and they're like, oh, well, she looks like that. I have to look exactly like her because she has a certain amount of followers or something. So like, Mm -hmm. maybe if I look just like her, like we'll we'll be the same. So maybe I'll have that many followers and I'll feel more like popular. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And as someone like myself who has a presence on social media and it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's become my business now or a big part of it, you know, the way that I, connect with my community. But you know, once you have a certain number of followers and all of a sudden you're a quote unquote influencer and then brands reach out to you. So there's all this, this pressure, not just like the social pressure of like, Oh, more followers means more people like me. And that whole, that whole rabbit hole, but also the side of like more followers means more opportunities and learning how to like disconnect ourselves and our self-worth from likes on a post or from the number of followers that we can have. And I think that it takes a lot of like awareness around it and kind of creating your own boundaries for yourself too with social media. That's something that I I still struggle with too as an adult. Yeah, I like the way I think about it is like you're a good influencer. Like you help people feel better about themselves and like 
like teach them how they should love themselves. But then there's other ones like there's like teenagers like old, like 17, 18 who are like they have the following, but they're like like bad influences on the kids. Like they're not they're doing stuff that like the younger generation shouldn't do, but the younger mm-hmm. generation follows them because they're known. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, when it comes to how I show up on social media, I think one of the things that I've found is that I think is, is really being honest with myself about why I'm on social media and what my intention is with it and getting clear on that, making sure like, what's my purpose here? Like my purpose is to empower other women. Like how am I showing up today in a way that does that? And like re-grounding myself in my why. And I think the other thing too, that I've found is I think that there's so much value in myself being vulnerable on social media, but also following other accounts that are very vulnerable because I know that it's the highlight reel. And even looking at mine, like to an extent, yeah, it's still a highlight reel, but I think there's so much strength and value in being honest and vulnerable about the messy parts of life or the struggles or when we don't get it right, when things aren't perfect, because it's easy to like get caught up in this lens of like, oh my gosh, that person's always perfect. They have the most adorable outfits. Their face is always on point. Their makeup looks so good. Their house is so nice and pretty. It's so clean. They seem like they have such a great relationship with their boyfriend and their kids are perfect and their dog is perfect and they're perfect and I'm not perfect. So my life sucks. But the truth is, is that we, we see a small window. We see a small window into these lives. And I think that the more that I can show up and be vulnerable and honest can help validate with other people that like, yeah, we all got messy stuff. And if you have that too, you know, join the club. We're all there and recognizing that social media is not, you know, an honest reflection of what anybody's going through. Yeah. You have to, cause like, just because like, you're not always perfect, there's nothing wrong with you. It just means that people don't post like their like their messy parts of their life. Like they only post like the family vacation, how it's so much fun. They don't post like the kid crying and and the dog barking. They only post the good parts, like the family photos. I think that when we are more vulnerable about our humanness, I think that's actually where true connection happens too. Like when we pull back the layers and we allow ourselves to be seen, not just, you know, seen through the small window, but like really be seen, I think that that's where we have that true connection because the thing that connects us all is this common humanity and the fact that we're not perfect and that sometimes things are hard. And, you know, even with my community, the things that they tell me is the most impactful is the moments when I tell them like, yeah, I messed up today, or I was talking negatively to myself today, or I caught myself emotionally eating today. And that doesn't make me a bad human. It means I'm a normal human with normal emotions and normal mistakes. And I think that when we allow ourselves to be seen for our humanity, that's actually the stuff that connects us even better to other people because then they can see themselves within that. Like someone else being like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Like that's empowering, you know? Interested in exploring journaling, but just not quite sure where to start? Bright Pages is a guided online journal designed to help you get clarity and spark inspiration so you can bring your bright ideas to life. Through prompted journaling pathways, Bright Pages allows you to journal with intention and purpose. And I have some great news. The founder of Bright Pages, my friend Jess, is offering my listeners a one-month free trial to try Bright Pages for free. Visit brightpages.com and use the code CLIMB to get started. Again, that's brightpages.com using the code CLIMB to get started with your journaling pathways for free. Happy journaling. 
I wanted to ask you, when I was in high school, I I would say that there's a lot of similarities that that I see in you from me. And I think part of that is I think both of us are very typically very extroverted people. We really love people. Um, we kind of have our hand in lots of different things, whether it's sports or ag or leadership and like all over the place. But something that I really struggled with when I was in high school, and I didn't, I don't think I talked about it openly, like I talk more about it now, was I really struggled a lot with my body image. And, and, and it started for me much earlier than high school, but I really struggled with my body image and my insecurities about my weight. And I always really struggled with my relationship with myself. It was so much easier for me to love everybody else around me, but I really struggled with my relationship with myself and my body. And so I'm curious, how would you describe your relationship with yourself and with your body? I think I have a pretty good relationship with myself, but like sometimes like you'll see things and you're like, oh, well, like there's some days where you're just like, it's harder for you. And you're like, well, I'm not, it's not, I'm not exactly who I like. I wish I could be like, I don't look exactly how I wish I could look, but then you have to think like, oh, well, I'm still myself and like people still love me for who I am. So that means I don't need to change everything, but maybe if there's just a few things I want to work on for myself, then I can do those as long as I don't lose who I am in the process of doing that. I think that's a great approach. And I think recognizing like that your our worth and our value has nothing to do with what we physically look like, right? Like our bodies are just kind of these, these vessels that we get to do life in. And I think, I think for me, I, what I wish I would have known when I was younger, like at your age, what I wish I would have known was that the things I wanted for myself and my life, I think I believed for a really long time that because of what I wanted was what I, I wanted to feel confident in my skin. You know, like I think I had confidence in lots of other areas of my life, but I didn't feel confident in my body. I wanted to feel confident. I wanted to feel free. I wanted to feel beautiful. And I thought that all of those feelings were on the other side of having to lose a bunch of weight and look a certain way. And what I wish I could have told my younger self now was that all of those things you want to feel, those are, they really have to do more with how you're thinking about yourself than what you actually physically look like. And like, you can feel that way. You can feel beautiful in your body without having to change your body. And I think having, knowing that and really learning how to, how to approach, like, you know, moving my body and fueling my body well from this place of like, I'm doing this because I love myself. I'm doing that for me versus like, I need to punish myself in my body because it doesn't look like what, you know, traditional standards of beauty look like. I think that I would have been able to heal my relationship with myself so much sooner. And it sounds to me like talking to you, you're at a place where you're like, okay, I feel pretty good about myself. I maybe don't love my body all the time. And the truth is, is that I don't think any of us love our bodies all the time. Like, I think that's just part of the human experience, but I love that you said, if there are certain areas I want to work on for me, then I'll do that. And I think that making it more about that place of like self-care and doing like, I'm going to take care of my body well, because I love myself versus how I did it when I was your age, which was like, I'm going to punish my body because I hate myself. I wish I would have known that when I was your age. Well, I have so many different people now that like you, that I get to like look up to and see like how, how you were when you were my age. And then now like that you're saying it now and how I get to learn it at the age you were when you were still having, when you were like still understanding it. Cause I get the advantage of learning it so much sooner. Oh yes. That makes my heart so happy, Lily. And like, that's honestly 
that's one of the biggest whys behind my journey now. Like, you know, I loved hearing you talk about the way you recognize that you're an influence on like my nieces and your younger cousins and me being able to recognize that too. Like you are my younger cousin and knowing that the way that I show up for myself, like there's other people watching, like you're watching. And so if I can show up in a way that like is true to myself, that honors my body, that is an example to you of what it looks like to love myself, to allow myself to process my feelings in a healthy way, to like live my happiest, healthiest life and like know that that is positively influencing you, like that is so, so powerful. And I think that that's, that's my biggest why is just to like be an example to other women close to me, but also like outside of just our family as well, because that's where we learn from, right? Like I learned a lot of the things that I, that I did when I was younger from the older women in our family or from the media and the culture that we were surrounded in. And so I think if we can surround ourselves with people and messages that are helpful, like that can just make us so much stronger. And so I'm, I'm so happy that I can be a positive example to you now, Lily, so that you can learn the lessons I took a lot longer to learn a little bit sooner. So Lily, do you feel like you have a lot of insecurities that you're working through? I don't feel like I have a lot, but I, I feel, I know I have a few and like, I know it's just like, sometimes it's just, it's just in my head, but like it's sometimes it's hard to get just past those things, even if they're in their head, in your head, because it's the only thing you can think about. So that's what I'm saying. Like when someone makes a comment on something and then in my head, I'm just like, wow, I cannot believe they would say that. Just like, I, it's not how I see myself. If that's how someone really sees me, then I guess I just need to work on how I'm seeing myself. Like if it's yeah. something like a good compliment. It's kind of like, I like to think about it as like a cue, like a signal to me that there's work that needs to be done inside. Like I, when I find myself getting also defensive about something, like if Brent makes a comment and it just like really makes me mad and I get really defensive about it, it helps me to like stop and like sit back and think like, hmm, why did that strike a nerve with me? Why did I get so defensive about that? And it's almost like a way for me to be like, okay, clearly I am feeling insecure about that issue. And that's why his comment hurt me so much. It's not necessarily what he said, but it's about this, the feeling that I'm working through for myself. And so I think having that awareness of like your own insecurities and recognizing that no one else can make you feel more secure. Only you can do that on like your own self-thinking can be really empowering. And I think recognizing that we all have our own insecurities, but also knowing that the only way to build confidence in ourselves isn't to receive compliments from other people. Cause I can tell someone they're beautiful every single day, all day, every day, and it's not going to make them feel beautiful. They have to do that work on themselves and really rebuild that relationship with themselves in order to feel that confidence come from within them. Okay, Lily, I know that I've had you on here for a while and you've got lots of things to do as you prepare for your first week of school. So is there, before we wrap things up, is there anything that you want to say or ask or anything? I don't think I have any more questions for you. Or actually I have one. What is something you, what are some things you think I should like know and be aware of bef like as I'm going into high school? Ooh, such a good one. Okay. What do you need to be aware of as you go into high school? What I would tell you is I would tell you to try lots of different things, which you already are doing, right? You're doing sports, you're doing FFA stuff. But I think, I think high school is a really great place to explore different, different avenues. There's so many different clubs at the high school and organizations and types of classes. And it can be a really great way just to like dip your toe in the water to see what excites you and is fun. So I would encourage you to do that. And I would encourage that for anyone also going into college, like 
join different clubs, join different organizations. You might not like it, but like, this is a place for you to try different things without really, you know, consequences or committing yourself for the long haul. The other thing that I would tell you, and I feel, I feel really confident about where you're at going into school. Like, I feel like you have got, you already are are really grounded in yourself. And I would encourage you not to lose that. I would say, stay kind, always stay kind to everyone, your friends, the kids that go to school with you, even like the weird kids, the shy kids, the kids that do different things than you do, even the, the quote unquote bad kids or cool kids, like be kind to everyone because people might not remember what you look like or what you said, but people will always remember how you made them feel. And I think it's really important to always stay kind. And I would also encourage you to stay true to yourself. I mean, and you know this, but like stay true to yourself. And if there's something that you really enjoy, um, continue to pursue that and realize that you don't have to fit the mold of what anybody else does or what anybody else has done before you. You know, I know that you have got a lot of different passions and interests. You really like the ranch life and doing the, you know, I think you're going to do FFA. Are you going to do FFA? I am. I got my ag class. So excited for you. So you're really into sports. You're really into the ag thing. You're really into the ranching stuff. Who knows what else you'll get into when you're in high school. And what I want you to know is that you get to make your life whatever you want it to be. And even if two things don't seem like they fit, you get to decide how they fit. And I feel like where I'm at now in my career, I am a full-time life coach, a podcaster, a speaker, but I also still do a lot of my ag stuff. Like I advocate on behalf of agriculture. I get to go speak at ag organizations. Like I have found a way to take all of my passions and piece them together to create the life that I want. And I know that that's possible for you too. So even if you feel like, oh, there's all these different things and they don't all seem to fit, like you get to decide how they fit because you are the piece that pulls them together. And that's super important. I would also encourage you to just like be gentle with yourself and be patient with yourself. We're all human and being human, there's lots of messy pieces of that. We're going to go through highs and we're going to go through lows. We're going to have those days when we, where we feel 10 out of 10 confident and we might have days where we feel like we're a two and that's okay. It doesn't make you bad, wrong, or broken. It just makes you a human and that's part of the human experience. And knowing that every tough season we walk through and every struggle that we embark on, there's always something good within it because I think that the way that we grow and like become stronger is really walking through the hardships. And it's hard to see that in the midst of it, in the tough seasons, but on the other side of it, of every struggle I've been through, I'm able to look back and see how it made me a stronger version of myself. And so be patient, stay kind, and just focus on the baby steps. That's how we, that's how we climb big mountains is one baby step at a time. And so I know you've got a lot of things on your schedule already as a freshman, and it might feel overwhelming. How am I going to fit it all in? Take it one day at a time one baby step at a time. And you're going to do such great things. I'm just so proud of you. Yes, I'm very excited. I appreciate you coming on to the show, Lily. Thanks for being a guest on the podcast. Well, I'm glad you had me. It was good. I I needed a little talk with uh, Yaya. Yeah. So that's what people call me in my family. They all call me Yaya. I'm Aunt Yaya or Cousin Yaya or Niece Yaya. I'm just, I mean, I am Yaya. All right, Lily. Well, I love you so, so much. And I'm so proud of you and very honored to call you my cousin. 
All right. I love you, girl. Thanks for being on the show. Okay. Love ya. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.